Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and again, thank you for being with me today. I hope you had a good week last week and that you've been putting into practice many of these things that we are talking about, and especially the overarching one, building your house on the rock, which is really building our house on the teachings of Jesus, and the life of Christ living within us and building our house, our world, our life on that solid foundation and really taking captive every thought that we have and making sure that it doesn't make itself bigger than God. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I can be a little bit anxious and maybe a little high strung. Maybe I'm a little neurotic. I'm sure I am. I could self-diagnose myself and You know, it's one of these things where life seems to be getting bigger. The world seems to be getting more tumultuous, more confusing, more chaotic. And so this is the one area that we really have control over. And that's our thinking, how we think. And we're going to talk about behaviors to avoid today. If you really want to be successful, we're wanting to have the best year ever and I'm really excited because in the last half hour of our show, we're going to have a really amazing man, and his name is Rocco Coza, and he talks about five keys to unlocking your greatness, living your best life. So make sure you stay with me this whole entire hour. And if you can't, that you always know on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, you can always listen to the show in its entirety if you miss it or miss any part of it. So when we think about this idea of taking our thoughts captive. That's one of the behaviors that I want you to really seriously integrate into your life. And I like to read devotionals. And there was a Jesus calling that I really liked. And it says, when something in your life or thoughts make you anxious, come to me and talk about it. Bring me your prayer and your petition with thanksgiving, saying to me, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to trust you more. Though the lessons of trust that I send you come wrapped in difficulties, the benefits far outweigh the cost. Well-developed trust will bring you many blessings, not the least of which is my peace. And I have promised to keep you in perfect peace to the extent that you trust in me. The world has it backward. It's teaching that peace is the result of having enough money, possessions, insurance, security systems, etc., But God says, my peace, however, is such an all-encompassing gift that it is independent of all circumstances. I'm going to tell you that again. The peace of God is an all-encompassing gift that is independent of all circumstances. So though we may lose everything or lose things, he says, if you gain my peace, you are rich indeed. And we've used this verse before, Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 6, and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So we're going to say thank you, God, for more opportunities to trust you. 
Because you know, we're working on that positive thinking that helps our brain optimize itself and work better for us. So make sure that when you start to have all those anxious thoughts and you keep going over and over and over and you get that heavy feeling in your heart and that sinking feeling in your gut, that you say to yourself, wait a minute, I need to use my brain to rethink this so that I can lift my spirits. So I'm going to say, thank you, God, because you're going to come through for me again. Because my trust is in you. My trust is not in my circumstances. And my trust is not in myself. My trust is in you. Because you are bigger than the world. You are bigger than any circumstance that comes my way. Even if it's my own mistakes, you still will not abandon me or forsake me. You won't leave me in times of trouble, even if the trouble is of my own making. And I always feel better when I remind myself of that. That God really knows every problem I'm going to have before I've ever even had it. He's already made provision for every mistake I'll make and every success I'll have. He's already planned it into my life. And he already knows when he's going to intervene. And he's waiting to ask me, to ask him to intervene even more often. He doesn't want me to wait until the last minute when, oh my gosh, I have nothing else to hope in. I'm going, my last ditch effort is always God. We want God to be the first, the first thing, the first person that we talk to. The first place we go, not the last place. So let's talk about some behaviors that I really want you to avoid if you're wanting this year to be the best year ever. If you're wanting the success that you really think that you need, that you deserve, that you want. So these are some, like, about five behaviors that I have really come to find really will sabotage any success that you may be trying to have. And these behaviors are sabotaging behaviors. And this comes from a gentleman. He's a multi-million dollar owner of a company. And he really, he made this one really important statement. He says, I give all my people a blueprint for how they can be successful. But I'm going to create a blueprint for how people can fail in their life as well. This way, they can check both blueprints and see if their behaviors are leading them down the road to success or the road to failure. So this is what he came up with. He came up with the top five behaviors that will guarantee your demise. So if you want to be successful, these are the behaviors that you want to avoid. And the first one is lack of a uh, defined purpose. Now, I don't want you to think that you have to write a dissertation on your life's purpose. And many times in our life, our purpose changes. When I was in high school, that purpose was to graduate from high school. So when you have kids, that purpose is rearing those kids for the next grade, the next level of their life, they, so that they launch appropriately. So the purpose, when you're interacting with children, changes as they grow. So you want to be able to modify and identify how am I defining my purpose, how much do I need it to adjust, and how much do I need it to adapt. So I don't want to define my purpose as something that is just based on a dream. We need to have hope. We need to have inspiration. We need to have dreams. We've talked about that. But we have to make sure that we've also consulted the one who created us because God made you for a very specific reason. God made me for a specific reason. And there have been times in my life when I have fought him on my purpose. 
and I have wanted a different purpose. So it's hard to achieve anything great in life if you don't know what it is you want to achieve, what you can achieve, what you're created to achieve. See, many people just float along. That you know, They don't give it any real thought to what is ever going to happen. And I want you to know that God does not want you to do your life in a happenstance manner. You were not happenstance. He planned you. He planned you with a purpose. He knew you before you were formed. He created you in your mother's womb. And he's so happy about how beautifully he has made you. Even if you're not happy with you, he is. And so it's important that we don't do our life in in just a happenstance way. Like whatever happens, happens. And I'm just going to roll with it as it comes. We certainly want to have some flexibility. But we want to claim our life. We want to claim the life that God has given us. So we want to have a clear statement of what we want to be. What, what are we striving for? And maybe we want to run it by people that know us well. Hey, is this out of reach? Is this out of bounds? Are my goals too low? Are my goals too high? Do you think that this fits me as well as I'm thinking it fits me? And then you remind yourself every day of what you want to accomplish and how you're going to do it. See, this puts you ahead of probably... of the people in this world because 97% of the people don't really have defined goals. And if they do, they may be goals that are unachievable or they may be just a goal to survive. So we want to do more than just survive. So the second thing, the second behavior to avoid and the second belief or thinking thought to avoid is that mediocrity is somehow your destiny. Now, this doesn't mean that everybody's an Einstein or everybody's, you know, a rocket science or an NFL football player or, a, you know, best-selling author or musician. What it means is that there's no way that you can be mediocre unless you just decide to give in to mediocrity. See, you're unique. You're never going to be replicated. So whatever it is that you do is special. And, and I'm not trying to just, you know, pump you up unnecessarily. I'm wanting you to really understand that nobody can imprint the world in the way that you can. Nobody thinks exactly the way that you do. Nobody has the same life that you have. It is never going to be repeated. You are a one-time occurring person. So it doesn't mean that you have to have some huge success to prove that you're not mediocre. It means that you recognize that your life is never going to be mediocre if you embrace it, claim it, work it, and live it because it will mean something and it will mean something to the people that are around you. I don't know how big it's going to be in terms of the world's measuring stick, but I do know that it will matter and that you do matter. Now, the third behavior we're going to really resist, and I got to tell you, I have a tough time with this one, and that is procrastination. See, everyone suffers from procrastination one way or another. And I work every day to try to avoid doing that. I procrastinate my procrastination, right? So the number one cure to this is just time management. It takes a lot of effort and it takes discipline to master that. And one of the things that really helps me is when I am procrastinating, it usually means the task feels too big for me. It's too overwhelming or I hate the task. I don't want to do it. So I keep wanting to put it off. If I will break it up, into the smallest piece possible to actually start to do a part of it, you'd be amazed at how much momentum I get. If I just say to myself, you know what, if all I can do is stand up 
and walk toward my computer, then I'm just going to do that. And if that's all I've got, then that's the best I have. But I break it down into something that's actually manageable. And so have a daily planner, maybe, I don't know, a to-do list, whatever it is that is a system that works for you, that gives you some guidance, some direction, some things that are static, things that occur every day. I do some devotion every day. I really work on exercising every day. I eat a certain breakfast every day because I want to make sure I'm setting myself up to be able to do the things that God has called me to do. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I can't believe we are already to our break. Make sure you join me in the next segment as we talk about the last two behaviors to avoid if you really want the success that you're designed to have. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And make sure that you check out all the social media that we have for you on Instagram, and that's Cynthia Hyatt. Just type in C-I-N-T-H-I-A, Hyatt, H-I-E-T-T. It's spelled exactly the way that it sounds. And you will find a lot of different inspirational or motivational things throughout your week. You can also go to the website and listen to any of the shows in the past, we ha- and they're titled so that you can find the one that you want, and you can listen to it right off your computer, right off your phone, right off your device. So we are really working on this best year ever, and if you heard the first segment, I reminded you that the tenants, the foundation is that we're building our house on the rock, we're taking captive every thought. We are really going to be disciplined in the way that we think, because that's where everything emanates from is how we think about things. And remember, your brain is like a computer. And so the same thing, it's also like a GPS in the GPS in your car. What you think is like putting an address in the GPS of your car or putting something in the browser of your computer, and you'll get a whole bunch of help from your brain. You have to be the one to decide, just like you do with your car, when you're you're taking the route it's telling you, if you actually want to go that route, You also decide if you want to go everywhere Google is telling you to go. So you decide how you think. Now, we don't decide every thought. We have some automatic ones. But we decide how far we're going to take that thinking out. So I might have an automatic thought like, oh, I hate myself. Or, oh, I'm never going to amount to anything. Or, oh, nobody loves me. I'm ugly. Whatever that is. Well, it could be an automatic thought that you kind of picked up somewhere along the way in our society growing up. You decide how long you're going to think on that thought if you're actually going to believe your own thought and what you're going to do with that thought. So really important that you're building your house on God, on the rock, on the foundation, that that's your firm foundation is the life of Christ and his love for you. And then we're going to make sure we're taking those thoughts captive. And so the three behaviors we talked about in the last segment that we are going to avoid is this having no defined purpose, not, not really putting effort into finding out what the heck is this all about? Why did God create me to begin with? What am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? What makes sense? What am I good at? What is my passion? And the second one is that we don't believe in mediocrity as our destiny. And that means that because I'm unique and I'm a one-time occurring person, nothing I do can really be mediocre. It's never occurred before. Even if it's a similar behavior to somebody else, 
It's still going to be unique when I do it. So it's really important that you take seriously, not falling into the trap that the enemy of your soul wants you to think that you're average, you amount to nothing, you don't mean that much, and whether or not you live or die, nobody really knows or cares. That is not true. That is a lie. And that's the thought you take captive and you cast it down. And you choose not to believe those thoughts about mediocrity, that you're average and don't matter, that, that nobody would notice if you disappeared. But that is not the truth. And the third one is that horrible procrastination issue that we all can struggle with. So I left you with this, this thing that I do for myself that really helps. And some of that is I have behaviors that I've committed to doing every day. And I really try to make sure that I get those done every day. Now, some days I miss, but for the most part, I try to stay within 90% of having those behaviors occur. Not a lot of them because I'm not going to overwhelm myself, but some majors. Then I'm also going to break things down to the smallest possible element if I'm having a hard time actually engaging and I have no inertia to take on the task. So if it's something like exercising, I don't want to do it. Well, then maybe I say, you know what, all I'm going to do is stand up and start stretching. If I want to continue, I'm going to continue. But I'm not going to burden myself with this entire idea that I got to pull off because then you know what, I might not get off the couch. So I'm going to break it down. If it means just getting off the couch and walking toward my computer, sitting there and turning it on, then it at least gives me some inertia, some movement toward it. And this is a really important habit that you work on is that resisting of procrastination. And then this next behavior I really want you to work on, and this is sometimes part of what Americans struggle with. And this is this uncontrolled desire for something for nothing. And that we all think that we should be getting these, these magic deals and that we should be getting all these free things and that, that it shouldn't cost us something to have something of value. And what I want you to think about is the greatest way to defy this thought that you should be allowed to have something for nothing is the price that was paid for you to spend eternity with God. And that was the life of Jesus. He gave up his life completely, came to earth as a man, left heaven. I mean, imagine that. He left heaven. I wouldn't want to leave heaven. I can't wait to get there. He left heaven to be human to make sure that we could spend it with him forever, that nobody was going to miss out on eternity in heaven. And he paid a really high price. He gave his life for that. So when you think that, hey, I should be able to like maybe just win the lottery and then that'll set me up, or I want this get-rich-quick scheme, or gambling, hey, let's, let's play the lottery, right? Let's do uh, Publisher's Clearinghouse. I mean... I'm not, you know, saying these things are sinful, but I'm saying you have to be careful when you think, hey, am I kind of falling into that temptation of thinking that there's some way to get rich quick? There's some way to do this really amazing, meaningful thing in a really easy, short fashion. Well, if it doesn't take any effort and it's not hard to do, how much does it mean? How much does it matter? So you really want to make sure that you are understanding that, wow, when I fall into that kind of thinking, what am I really doing to myself? I'm actually stalling myself out completely. 
It's going to lead to more procrastination. It's going to really lead to envy and jealousy. It's going to lead to feeling sorry for myself. All kinds of things. And the last one, I want you to really work on this, and that's spending too much. It's just spending too much money, spending too much time, doing things that don't, don't merit anything worthwhile. Where am I spending my time, my energy, my money? How much am I spending on any given thing? And we want to spend good time, good money, good passion on valuable, worthwhile things. And so, of course, we have to spend money to make some money. But we also have to spend time to create things that need to happen. We need to put time and effort into things. So we want to make sure that we're doing that wisely. So ask yourself, how many of these behaviors are you exhibiting? How many do you struggle with? And are you going to commit this year, having a really good year, setting yourself up for the next decade, however long God has you here, to really be the best version of you? the person that nobody else can be, that you're going to affect the world in the only way that you can. Nobody else can affect it the way you can. So I want you to commit to these behaviors. And I want you to make sure that you stay with me because we've got uh, Rocco Coza coming on in the next half hour talking about the Alpha Way. He's an amazing, motivational, inspirational person. He's a talent manager. He's a lawyer. He's done all kinds of things. And he's written a book called The Alpha Way, that is five keys to unlocking your greatest and living your best life. So I'm really excited to have him. You're going to love him. So join me in the next segment as we talk to Rocco Coza. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And if you're just now joining me, you're going to be in for a great treat. I have Rocco Coza with us online today, and he's going to be talking about his book, The Five Keys to Unlocking Your Greatness and Living Your Best Life, with it, which is so much like God to do that for us because we're doing our best year ever. So I'm really excited for you to, to become uh, acquainted with him and to really hear about his book and the way that he came about creating this. And I mean, this man has done lots of things. He's an entrepreneur. He's a lawyer. He's a talent manager, a motivational speaker. He's a coach. He's written books. So he's really put some effort into this idea of greatness. And we just got done talking about you being a person that is not replicatable, that you cannot be replicated, then you're the one that can address the world and touch the world in only your way. So Rocco, thank you for being with us today. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited about this book. So I, you know, in the, in the very beginning, you talked a little bit about how you came to write this. And, you know, I, I loved also in the end, you, you dedicated this to your grandmother. So I loved hearing yes. about, you know, the, your grandmother that you called a nun, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I loved it. And so, but <laughs> the thing that really struck me in this first chapter, which is a life worth living, and one of the <clears> things <throat> that my listeners know the saying for this show and, and what I do for a living is to be your own best version. You know, not somebody else's version, but the original version that God created you to be. And so you really said here... I only showed the world what I thought I needed to show it. I wasn't being my true self. 
And as I got older, I learned the importance of being authentic in everything you do, which is all yes. also authentic, authentic mistakes, right? Yep, absolutely. So talk about that it, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, being authentic, in my, it, it took me a while to figure that out. Like I said in the book, it was, you know, I spent my 20s trying to figure out life and even into my early 30s. And I, I kept, you know, there was this thought in my head, like I kept thinking I had to be a certain way, right? I was a lawyer. I went to law school. I was doing these different things. And I thought I had to be a certain way or show the world a certain thing about myself. As I developed as a person and learned more about myself and just human dynamics and the way the world really is, that's when I started opening up. And I started taking the approach of not caring about the opinions of others. Not that I didn't care about people or others. It's the opinions of them didn't matter to me. And once I started doing that and thinking that way, that's when I really opened up to this authentic version of myself. And it just, it changed everything for me. Well, it's a lot more energizing, for sure. Absolutely. And, but you, don't, it, it, you don't spend that time, you know, yes. self-editing or yes. self-monitoring. Yes, and missing out on enjoying the event because you're so consumed with being whatever you think the right thing is. Absolutely. I think it's hard, too, but, it, you know, when you're really wanting to be that authentic you, there is a lot of mm -hmm. risk involved, and you have to take risks, which means you have to yeah. make mistakes. <laughs> I, I, I've made more mistakes than I can count, and I, and I keep doing it, but that, that's how you grow as a person, right? I mean, that's, that's exactly right. I, I, I always say, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's yeah, right. The only way is, is, is growing is by taking risks, pushing yourself, getting, you know, stepping outside that comfort zone, like the cliched saying goes, but it's true. But people fear that. They fear that risk. You know, and, and I, we do, we get so caught up in what we think people are going to think about us and rejection that we end up being yeah. a less a lesser version of ourselves, and then we get more of that anyways. Absolutely. We, 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 we play to this lower version of ourselves. And I, I talk about when I, and I was actually in California two weeks ago speaking at an event, and I was talking about emotional risk as an entrepreneur. Yes. And I said, this is one of those risks that we all have to face, and you have to decide. You can't avoid it. You can't mitigate it. It's there, and you walk through it. And I say, you know, self-doubt, you know, insecurities, those don't go away. Right. As a person, you know, I'm, I'm 41 years old. I doubt myself every day, but I'm okay with that. That's the journey I chose to go on, and I just live with it and move through it. And that helps me continue to grow as a person. Well, and I think that's also where the humility comes in, that the, the more yes. humble you are, the more willing you are to make mistakes knowing that you're not perfect, the safer Absolutely. you are as a person as well. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, being humble is, is one thing, you know, my... My mother and my grandmother instilled in me at a very young age, and it's it's something I've used. And the humility is so important, but people, yes. you know, especially in the world, say, with social media and, and everybody putting their highlight reels out there, you have to take a step back and, and realize we're all human. We all make mistakes. There's no such thing as perfection in life. If you're striving for it, you're never going to get anywhere. And typically, the mistakes that people make are sometimes the things we're the most interested in because we everybody loves the comeback, the greatest comeback of all times, right? We love them. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the truth. It's, it's, that, it's that story of, of human emotion. Yes, yes. Well, uh, you know, I'm, really I'm excited about your book. So we're coming kind of to a break. So this one is a really short segment. And we're going to have you next hour for 15 full minutes. And I want you to talk about, you know, this alpha way that you've come up with, because I think it's brilliant. So 
Join me yeah. again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have Rocco Coza, and he's talking about the Alpha Way, five keys to unlocking your greatest and living your best life. I hear the whispers in my well, good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember... If you just are tuning in, you can always go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and listen to the shows in their entirety. You can make sure you check out the social media that we have for you out online. And I'm really excited about the guest that we have. This is Rocco Coza. He's written a book called The Alpha Way, and it's five keys to unlocking your greatness, living your best life. And I really recommend this book. I, I was very inspired. I'm still reading through it. And I think it's a really succinct and very um, energizing way to kind of just have some guidance in your life about being the best version of you and really taking this on and taking your own life really seriously. We talk so much on this show that you're not happenstance. You're created for a reason. You're a one-time occurring person. And we really want you to affect the world in, in the way that only you can. So I'm really glad to have Rocco on the show today. So thank you, Rocco, for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I really and, appreciate it. And we're, I'm, I'm really I'm excited about this idea that we both are really big on kindness. So how did you come yes. to that? How, what, what was the, the life process that happened that made this so profound to you? <laughs> it, 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 was, it was interesting because I was actually speaking at a high school, and I was you know, I asked, I'd speak for this organization here in the Pittsburgh area, and I had asked to go in and talk about my entrepreneurial journey. So at the end of the talk, I opened it up for some Q&A, and one of the, the young men in the room asked you know, a pretty simple question. Out of everything you talked about, what's the one thing that matters most in the business world? And, you know, without even thinking, I, my core principle is kindness. Right. And I said that. And everyone in that room looked at me like I was crazy. Right. Like yes, because no it seems like a that. well, it seems like a weakness somehow in our world. Yeah, exactly, and, and that that hit this like this light bulb went off in my head. Like this is a problem. I have three kids. Right. I said this is a problem. These kids don't understand the power of kindness. This world is going to be a different place in twenty years. That's right. That's and right. And so that I, that kind of put me on that mission to really go out there and speak about this and really try and push this value because it matters and it's it's the biggest strength I've had in my life. You know, it is really fascinating. When, when I talk to clients and I, I've, I've said to them, and any time I'm speaking, I'm, I always say mm -hmm. to people, you know, the thing that people remember about me is the experience they have of me way more than mm -hmm. they remember all my words. Because I got a lot of words, okay? Right. I mean, and I can talk for a long time, right? And yep. it's like, you know, yeah, they, take, they have good takeaways. Like, they have takeaways mm -hmm. from you for sure. But it's the experience that is the life-changing issue, and it really is kindness. Yeah. You know, it do kindness doesn't mean I agree with what you're doing. It doesn't mean right. I, I'm accepting it as, as a new way to live. You know, I may, I may be very against whatever it is you're doing, but I can still mm -hmm. be kind to you. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you said it eloquently, and I, I wish I could have said it like that <laughs> as many times I've talked about it in the past. It, it is, it's, that, it's the experience. Yes, and, yes. and that's and when I look back at people that have said things about me when I've spoke, you know, and I never really got it until literally what you just said made it hit home to me. Is you know, people typically say I they feel like I have a good heart. Yes, they feel that I'm a good nature. And I don't really understand what they mean by that. I'm just, but it's just my kind nature. 
Yes. Well, and, get, and, yes. And that's right. And I thought about that when I was reading, you know, you were you were thanking different people in your in your life. Yeah. And and it made me think about the experience of your grandmother and the way you yeah. spoke about her compared to the other people. It yeah. really was this feeling of this woman, her, her, not her words yeah. necessarily. It was her. Yeah. The change. It was her. Too. Absolutely. Talk, talk about her a little bit, like what that was like as a young man. Yeah. She, you know, she was this amazing person. So, you know, my mother got divorced at a young age. So, mm-hmm. you know, we lived with my grandmother for, for a period of time and she was just, she was the matriarch of our family. You know, my grandfather passed before I was born. She raised three daughters herself, never got remarried. So she was just a strong soul, and I was the first grandchild. So in her eyes, I could do no wrong. I was this perfect child. <laughs> so one, she, it's she a nice way to start, good. isn't it? <laughs> it was great, yeah. But she, but she also taught me a lot of life lessons and just the way she was with other people. You know, she was kind but yet strong. Like she yes. would tell you her opinion. She wouldn't hold back, but she was also the most. I mean, she was just this amazing woman and. You know, I, I'm fortunate that I got 40 years with her. I wish I had 40 more. Right. Because I look back, there's so much more I wanted to know from her. And just, even when I think about it, it upsets me that I didn't spend more time with her. But the time I had with her was amazing. She really was. I mean, she was the main influence in my life to be the man I am today. I mean, and I think that's what's so incredible. Because when we look at, you know, the lives of people that have change the world you know you look at gandhi or you know the Mm -hmm. writings of buddha you know jesus christ right it's like what is the main thing that the bible talks about my kindness leads you to repentance i tell my clients all the time the kinder i am to you if you are able or willing to change that's the thing that's going to change you that's going to give you the courage the energy the motivation to say i probably need to stop doing that it's not working for me Yes. And it's the kindness. Yes. It's not, it's not me saying, Hey, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Go ahead and keep doing it. Right. It's me caring about you and what it's doing to you. Yes. But that's tough. It it, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Kindness is, you know, when people get it, it changes everything. But it's so hard. I feel like in the society we live in today for people to get it. It is. They still have this mentality of, you know, it's a weakness. Well, or what can you do for me, right? What can you do for me? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I always tell people, you know, being kind, the best way to be kind, and this is what I always say, our most valuable asset is time. If I could just give somebody time, that's me being kind with no expectation of anything in return. Like, that's what I always say. I'll give anybody time. And I don't expect anything, but things tend to happen when you operate that way. I, I agree. I, you know, we've gotten away from valuing humans, and we see that. We see the, the yes. evidence of not valuing humans and not valuing life and animals Absolutely. and plants and trees and all of that, you know. Yes. And, and so we see what happens when we are unkind to living creatures. They, they yeah. fail. So they true. fail. You know, that's one of the things that is the, the most, that's like kryptonite to humans, is, unkind, yeah. is unkindness. No, I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it, yeah. it's, it's so simple. Yes. You know, we're taught as kids yes. to be kind, share our things, help yes. others, and when we become adults. The, the world, you know, changes us. Well, you, you know, you're and right. It's, al- it. it's almost like we think if we're kind as an adult that somehow there should be payback for something. Like we're, and then, right. then you're like, that's not kindness. 
Right. <laughs> lost the whole point. That's exactly right. Oh, yes. gosh. Okay, now listen. <laughs> I have not very much time with you. So yeah. tell us the five things. So I make sure that, yes. the, that the listeners get to hear that. Sure. So, so the five things in the book, this was, this, my book was really, I wanted to break down success or living a best life into these five guiding principles. Okay. And so that's what alpha stands for, attitude, leadership, passion, hard work, and accountability. Those, in my opinion, are the five things. If you understand those principles and apply them in your life, you can live the life you want. You can unlock your greatness. I believe we're all born with something amazing inside of us. Yes. But most of us don't know how to get to it or unlock it. And that's what I'm trying to help people do with this book. I wrote it as a guidebook. Uh, yes, and I like how you wrote it, them. and it's easy to read. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's easy to read. It's still very deep, but and meaty, but it's easy to read. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. So, talk about those those five things. Yeah. So, so added so uh, the first one is attitude. Right. That's if you take nothing else from the book, take that. It, everything starts with attitude, and you have to learn how to adapt your attitude to live more positively. And I, and I even say in the book, my goal, my sole purpose is not to have 100% positive attitude all the time. Right. It's impossible. There's going to be bad days. I have bad days. I get stressed. I say my, my goal is to be positive 80% of the time mm. and be self-aware when I'm in that 20% to not go off the rails too far. Exactly. And, and ruin the 80% I just did. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, and I, and I tell people, and I was speaking with a client last week, and, and, and her and I were sitting down, and I said, look, it's your choice every day. When you wake up, you can choose to be happy or mad or frustrated, but it's your choice. And that's what attitude is, making the decision to be better, to be positive, to look at things in a more optimistic way. Right. So that's, that's the first one. Leadership is really, in the book, I'm not talking about, you know, the leader, like a CEO, or I'm talking about leadership principles and being a leader in any position you're in, any stage of life, any station of life. And right. Those core values of empathy, authenticity, vulnerability, courage, clarity, those different things is you have to understand what makes a leader. You know, I always say the best leaders are the ones that when things go well, the team gets the credit, and when the crap hits the fan, mm-hmm. they take the blame. Right, right. That's a symbol of leadership. Well, it is. It's laying your life down for people. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other three, you know, passion. You know, I say you got to find passion in life. You may not have to find it in your job, but you got to have some passion in life. Right. Because that fuels you to operate differently. And then hard work, that's self-explanatory, but most people don't get it. That if you want that best life, you want to unlock your greatness, it's going to be hard work. Well, and, you know, and isn't effort. that, it's interesting that we don't get this. I say to people all the time, <laughs> the first thing I know always about men, I tell this to women all the time, you yeah. know, I say to women, you do understand that men don't value anything they don't work for. That's just, that's just the way men are made. I, I'm I like, stop giving away everything for free. Come on. You know, th- yeah. there's got, and there's got to be some effort here because they love it when they put effort into something and they get a return. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head 100%. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. And so, yeah. you know, it is this thing about why would I shy away from hard work and think I'm going to get something great if I've invested nothing? Exactly. And, and that, that's what people don't understand. I always say it's so simple. Just work hard. And most people that think they work hard aren't. Yes. Yes, that's true. You know, it, it's, I always say, like, I want to lay my head down at night and know I gave everything. Right. 
that's the goal. And then there's the days we take break and you, and you right. rest and you recover. But working hard is something most people understand. And to take your, your dynamic between a man and a woman, you're 100% right. You know, that's yes. how we value things. Yes. You know, the more work we put in for it, the more value we perceive Oh, it the harder the battle, the more, the more yeah. woundedness you, ha- you incurred, the greater yeah. the story. Yeah, exactly. That's why I married my wife. I had to work hard together. <laughs> That's what my husband says the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, we only have two minutes. So how would you like yeah, to end this, this last two minutes here? What would you like to tell yeah. the, the listeners? Uh, you know, I, I just really want everybody to understand. I mean, kindness, please just use it in your life, in business, in whatever, you know, wherever you are in life, understand its power. And that's really what I want people to understand. Like, anytime I get a chance to speak to anybody, if I can end with that, because, you know, I, I want to leave a, leave a legacy for my kids, leave this world in a better place. And I see the things, the great things that are happening out there, and I see the bad things that are happening. And I feel like if we can just shift the dynamic a little bit towards kindness, I think this world will be a different place in five to ten years. And that just takes people saying, I'm going to choose to be kind. It's a yes. choice. Even if you're not. And I would encourage. Yes. Exactly. Even just if encourage you're not. all your listeners, listeners just to do that. Just make that choice. Buy someone a cup of coffee. Smile at someone. Say hello. Look a person in the eyes. Those little things could impact the world that you may have never see. The, you may never see what happens, but it's create this ripple effect. Absolutely. I tell people all, daily how kindness goes a long way you open the door for somebody at this grocery store all of a sudden you've made their day one tiny effort and they go wow that was nice yeah and it doesn't take a lot to do it it doesn't it doesn't it's just taking it's just making a choice that's it well thank you so much for being on the show it's been great it really has Rocco thank you and listeners I I want to make sure that you can find uh, Rocco Coza his book is called The Alpha Way and I think you will really benefit from this. You can also find him at www.roccocosa.com. So make sure that you check this out. I think it'll be very helpful in our endeavor for the best year ever. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me next week. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.